podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Trampled Bet podcast for the weekend of Saturday, May 7th, 2022. I'm your host, Andy Vaughn, and with me, as always, is Gordo. Hello. How are you, Gordon? Great. You? I'm fine. Yeah, I'm good. Got a bottle of Lucas Ed here, um, which is not my normal... Good official sponsor uh, gla- for, the, for the game. Not, not my normal gla- glass of wine, but I am knackered, so... Uh, <laughs> Just trying just try to stay awake and power through. Um, but we've got some good picks ahead of us. Uh, and joining us this week, um, our guest from last week, Joey Slanzak. How are you, Joey? Hey, guys. I'm doing okay after last week. I've certainly been better. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, just one of those things. Yeah. And our guest for next week, joining us nice and early. Usually we bring them in for the second half, but... You know, no fucking about this week. He's here right from the get-go. Dave Greenfield, how are you, Dave? How about guys, you? Yeah, good and good to see you. How you been keeping? Yeah, not bad. Uh, happy Star Wars, that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> it's Star Wars Day and it's my dog's birthday. So <laughs> yeah, I did say that on Facebook. He's wearing a birthday neckerchief, cutting about the house <laughs> with a load of toys and a load of treats. And he's had an ice cream. What a day the lads had. So uh, he's, he's six, which is he's in his prime in terms of in terms of dog years. And uh, we are we are in our prime in terms of of podcast years. Don't know why I say that. I had a horrendous week last week. I'm definitely not in my prime. Um, but Gordon and Joey helped steady the ship while I had an off week. And let's get into uh, the results from last week, and I'll take you through some of that off week. And it started, well, chronologically, it ended very, very badly for me, taking uh, RB Leipzig as my banker away at Mönchengladbach. Uh, the away win or draw at one to four. Like, I was just certain Leipzig wouldn't drop points in such an important game. They lost this 3-1. Really bad. Clearly... Um, they are European exploits against Rangers. You know, they've taken their eye off the off the league a little bit and they've got other commitments. Um, so, yeah, bad result. Uh, on reflection, a bad pick. My apologies. Yeah, and not so much for me. I had uh, AC Ajaccio versus La Havre uh, on Saturday. Um, everything happened in the first 21 minutes of this game. Uh, they went down 1-0 and then come back to 2-1 within 21 minutes and then seen that out for the remainder of the game. So uh, a good result for AC Ajaccio uh, versus Al Havre, a team that, that was comprised of quite... They, they, kept, they kept off at 1-3, uh, which gives you an idea of how much they... I think I, I had them about closer to 1-2 to two before. They played a team that consisted of half of their youth team because <laughs> they've got two games left of the season and nothing to play for. So, uh, yeah... Good banker winner for me in there, and uh, decent odds as well, G man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think they were about one to two, uh, maybe even a wee bit more than that. I, 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 they kicked off at one to three, though. That's the one to three. Yeah, La Havre, which is what French for the Haven. Is it? I, did, I mean, I, I did not know. I, I, yeah. Well, not so much for them because they're they're uh, they're in seventh. Uh, the the <laughs> seventh Haven. 
Seventeen, yes. They could get sponsored. There's a, there's a joke for anyone from Glasgow. <laughs> Glasgow's um, premier lap dancing bar. Well, there are other oh, options available. Nice. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't want to put that the out there. Speaking from past experience, the best. you know, there, yeah. there are other options available. That's just that's just one of them. But they don't translate well into French footballing puns, I don't think. No, not so much. But Joey, you and the banker radio, how did you get on? Yeah, my banker was pretty good. I uh, I took Fenerbahce to win over Gazantep, and they ended up running out three two winners. That uh, was quoted around two to five, but it kicked off a lot closer to one to three. Um, but yeah, they you were paid out if there was a two goal payout. There you would have been paid out in the sixty second minute, and then the eighty second minute as well. Um, penalty in the ninety sixth minute for Gazantep made it three two. So I felt it was pretty comfortable and. Glad I finally put it in the right slot this week. Good Wonderful man. work. So Joey there with his uh, banker win for Fenerbahce. Gordon with his banker win for um, AC. And Jackie Legs and Co. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Got them in. <laughs> and, uh, my, my failure of a banker week for Leipzig. So apologies to, uh, to everyone. I've been on some run with bankers. I haven't lost a banker in weeks. Uh, so looking to right the ship. Next week, on to the value picks, and um, things were good for me here. The Kashima Antlers doing the business the way it's set. So Zaka, a solid three 0 win. Um, it better than even money, odds of six to five. So delighted. Not to be for me the value pick, which I think was probably the most interesting pick of the week. Uh, that and certainly I was talking to Dave about this throughout the week. This was Hammerby uh, versus Malmo, a Monday night game, uh, a game that I tipped Hammerby to win at eleven to eight. So just just quite a bit over the uh, even money mark but it was a nil-nil draw uh, our super starlet couldn't quite get going um, so uh, I look forward to him next week fucking scoring about six goals or something and leaving the leaving that in there I mean Hammerby are still top of the league uh, after six games uh, winning five drawn one um, and you'll be hearing about Malmo again this week for me so I am Ooh. still still fading um, and excited to talk about them later on so Joey value slot yeah so my value slot, I liked uh, the Toronto FC to beat Cincinnati Cincinnati FC. And unfortunately, that did not come to fruition um, with Cincinnati running out 2-1 winners. They took a quick, uh, well, not even quick, quick, but they really kind of capitalized on their chances, whereas Toronto didn't. Um, Cincinnati ran out 2-0 at the uh, 52nd minute. And then Jesus Jimenez clawed it back in the 65th minute and this could have been a 2-2 game, but that doesn't really help us. So, um, yeah, we kind of needed the win there. Not as successful um, in, in the value. A reversal, actually, from, from the banker picks in terms of who got theirs in and who didn't. Um, on to the outsider. Um, ha! I feel like I had a really good outsider pick. Um, I took a draw in Kyoto Sanga versus Avispa Fukuoka because I thought it would be a really, really tight affair, and it was... A really, really tight affair. Um, although Avispa Fukuoka ended up 1-0 winners. Um, then I just thought the game was always going to be like that. So I've called it right. Um, unfortunately, just didn't get the result as Avispa managed to to get their goal in what was a very tight and closely contested game. I did get my outsider this week. Uh, this yeah. was Freiburg away at Hoffenheim uh, and a really exciting game at that. Um, 
halftime it was one each and then Hoffenheim scored, Freiburg scored, Freiburg scored, Freiburg scored, Hoffenheim scored. So you were actually paid out in about the 70th minute for uh, in this game. But it was pretty it was pretty damn good in a 3-4 uh, game. If you watch the highlights of it, it's mental. Like it was just both teams going end to end. And I think Freiburg again this week um, have got a real good shot against Union Berlin. Um, but yeah, so you'd get paid out in about 70 minutes. It was 19-10, to 10, uh, which is quite short for an outsider. Um, but it came in. So yeah, so obviously, just the way, the way you read that out there, just so I love numbers. Obviously, you know we do a a sports betting podcast that, that concentrates a lot on stats, and I just find numbers and the theory of numbers very, very um, interesting. And culturally, and, and and how different cultures adopted numbers, and there are some uh, older cultures that just had no real concept of, of numbers, so they just won. So they would go. One, 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 one to get to five. And that was just like how you imagine that was how we did it, your football scores. Because that's how you read that out. Freiburg goal, Freiburg goal, Freiburg goal. And that's how you would do it. There was no yeah. there's no counting per se. It's just yeah. naming things. Just naming things. It'd be really difficult in a four-three win. Yeah, it, it, it would it would have been, but you'd have got this is one of those ones where you could have um it, it's the right score line, but the wrong way it was scored for getting every type of Payout, like um, oh, on yeah. a 365. You need a four, um, you need a four all for that. You need four all, so we're close to that. Um, because you could have a two-two and, and then a draw uh, uh, overall. Yeah. But yeah, so a good win in there for them, okay. Freiburg, uh at 19 to 10. So Joey, outsider. Yeah, my outsider was a little interesting. It was uh I liked Austin FC to draw with Houston Dynamo. And in the first half, it was kind of what we needed. It was a very quick goal, which actually was kind of incredible. It was from half field. The keeper tried to came out and tried to clear it, and uh, he ended up getting chipped. And as he falls into the netting, ends up injuring himself. <laughs> and the backup keeper comes in and just stands on his head, makes save after save after save. Um, really held Austin FC in there, but we went into halftime at one one, which is what we needed, and then. If you look at the second half stats, there were two shot attempts for Houston and one attempt for Austin. Do you know what the difference was? Sebastian Driussi. He took that uh, shot for Austin FC and it was a beautiful curler and it ended up going in. Uh, Houston kind of tried to push a little bit at the end. I actually watched this game at the bar, so I <laughs> was a Taking little bit this. This was frustrated. The- I was like, okay, come on. We, we just need a little bit more guys, but they just couldn't break down the Austin defense. And initially I was looking at this as an Austin win, um, but kind of talked myself out of it, not covering back or looking in hindsight, but I think Austin FC are really going to be a team to watch this season. They're significantly improved. And I think, what was it? Three to 2.9. They kicked off at. So it's not terrible odds away from home. Yeah. It's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. On to the charity picks, and we did not have a successful charity weekend. Um, this col- this was the culmination in in, in the uh, the final blood in my copybook, and what was a very poor weekend for me. Uh, Kashiwa versus Saga and Tosu. I had taken a home win here for Kashiwa, odds of thirteen to ten, but the game finished. Saga and Tosu goal. Saga and Tosu goal. Kashiwa goal. Saga and Tosu goal. Saga and Tosu goal. <laughs> I said Sagan Tosu a lot. That's a lot of goals, so, you know, it did it did not go well. 
<laughs> yeah, 4-1 win for Saga and Tosu, which uh, no one was expecting, really. Uh, Kashiba have been overperforming this season. They've got themselves like quite high up the league, actually, and they've started a lot hotter um, than most people would have expected. This is probably just the normal return to mean happening now. Um, where they're they're sort of finding their level and their hot streaks probably ran out a little bit, um, so I, I might look to back against them if if their prices are still going to be around that even money mark because I don't think they're as good as their league table suggests. I mean, I know I have to now back the charity this week because I lost, but I feel like I got mugged off for my game, which is fucking LR Vicenza versus Lecce, which was a 1-0 Lecce win up until the 94th minute uh, yeah. when they conceded a penalty. And then 90 plus 13, they conceded the second goal uh, to round Hang up. On. No, 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 because at 90 plus four, did they not concede a penalty and they, they missed the penalty? Vicenza missed it. And then uh, they scored two it's, minutes it's later. In, in flash score, it only showed me that. And I, I can't get high. I didn't have highlights for it. So I don't know if that was a missed input from 365, like were the ones where you get... Cause oh, no, because I was sending screenshots at the time, mm-hmm. Joey. Do you remember? There was a penalty. You. There was a penalty missed. And then like three minutes later, there was the equaliser. And then in 103 minutes, there was the... The winning goal, like it seemed carnage at the end there. Yeah, it's, um, um, yeah, I, I would feel very aggrieved if I was you. I, I was very aggrieved um, at, at that point. Uh, yeah, 90, 90 plus 13 isn't generally where I, I like to... It's more of a, a Vaughn area for losing games oh, in horrible, that kind of time horrible. frame. Anything plus, plus 10 onto the injury time in Japan, but it's fucking... Like, like, it finished in 107 minutes. Like, it was 17 That's minutes cool. injury time. There must have been something serious must have happened there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not great for Lecce. They're still top of the league, um, but they need, now need to win a much harder game uh, in the next couple of weeks than they had against LR Vicenza. Um, but yeah, so not to be for the charity for this this week. So it'll be me backing it this week. Uh, Joey, how did you round off our charity experience this, this week? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, uh, this, this was a tough one to stomach. Um so I uh, I was pretty big on this game. I, I really liked uh, MacArthur FC to beat Newcastle Jets, and I always I always like to preface the uh, MacArthur FC Bulls as the Mac attack, but I guess that wasn't really the case this game because they lost three um, nil at home to make things even better. Yeah, and just looking at the uh, the stats, I mean. 14 shot attempts and five on goal in the second half versus eight and six. And Newcastle Jets ran out two no winners in the second half. So they were one nil up in the first half. And a fourth minute goal is really not a great way to start the game. And it was really MacArthur just kind of chasing it after that. Um, from there. <laughs> do, I re- do I remember yeah, the phrase? Was- Pick of the week. In associ- yeah, <laughs> in association with this game, uh-huh. Pick of the week. Yeah. Was, no, uh, it's, well, so see, that's what I, uh, that's what I was trying to get away from. I was trying to avoid saying that, but if we're pointing fingers, I mean, technically you two said that, but no, I, I, I was uh, big on this game. Yeah, I, I thought I, MacArthur would go right over them, especially with requiring to get into the promotion race. Uh, and no, and this week yeah. they play against yeah, a game really that means just nothing flat on their face. The game, it means nothing against it, Western Wanderers yeah. and they'll probably fucking win this six yeah. nil now. Um, so yeah, not not a great yeah. round off to the charity, but um, we're hopeful that we can move on from this week. 
Yeah. The, the charities are treble anyway, so if one fails, the whole thing fails. We might as well, might as well have got none in, reset it, and hopefully get it in this week. Because that's definitely how sports betting works, isn't it, lads? Yep. You're Jew. <laughs> you. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're Jew. Goldfish. Be a goldfish. <laughs> ah, superb. So not, not the best week we've ever had, uh, but we'll be looking to right the ship. After this short break, um, just a reminder before the uh, before the break, we do have a Patreon channel um, on patreon.com forward slash trampled bet. Or if you download the Patreon app, search trampled bet uh, and join the club. It's six pounds a month. Really helps us out with the running costs, helps us keep the show going, um, helps keep Gary Black happy by paying uh, all the various subscriptions, lips and audio, um, all that sort of stuff. Um, so and we really do appreciate every single every single Patreon member. And you do get some stuff in return. So you'll get the middle section, um, the stuff that didn't make the show from myself, Gordo, and Dave, and some picks from Joey, no doubt, um, who, who won't be on after the break, but we'll certainly have plenty to say in the middle. Um he's he's nodding along in agreement here, which you will also see if you're on Patreon because you get access to the, the podcast as soon as we record it um as a video file. And you also get all the picks written down every week as well, so you don't have to take notes or try and remember any of the games that particularly take your interest. Uh, so, yeah, come along, join us on Patreon. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we shall see everyone after this short break. Welcome back, and now on to the picks for the weekend of Saturday, May 7th, 2022. As always, a banker pick, a value pick, and an outsider pick from each of us, and then one charity pick each for a treble. £10 of our own money goes on that, and any returns go to a charity that will be announced um, upon completion of a winning bet. So hopefully we've got something to announce next weekend there. But let's kick us off, as always, with the banker bets. I am nice and early on Saturday morning in the top flight, the J1 League in Japan. Saturday morning, 6 a.m. for Shimizu S-Pulse versus Kawasaki Frontale. Um, Kawasaki, 20 points from 10 games, which is good enough to be second in the J League just now. Five points behind Kashima Antlers, but they do have a game in hand. Um, with Kashima having played 11 games. Shimizu have 12 points from 11 games are and are in 12th. This is exactly where you would expect Shimizu S-Pulse to be. A sort of third quartile team, um, and that's where I'd expect them to sort of end the season, and I'd very much expect Kawasaki to be title contenders, if not title winners again, having won it four out of the last five years. They've just been so dominant uh, in the J-League of late. Um, and in those those four title-winning seasons, this is exactly the sort of game that they would just consistently win. Away from home against a team that they should beat, they pretty much always go ahead and do the business. Um, another thing to note is that Shimizu S-Pulse have played five home games this year and only managed four points from those five home games, so they're not exactly um, creating a fortress there. Uh, Kawasaki should be far too strong for them. And you'll get them at a very reasonable price of three to four, five to seven, just for the straight-up win. But for banker purposes, I'm going to take the double chance and draw our Kawasaki at odds of one to five and just lock that right in. Nice one. I thought you'd change your banker slightly to go big odds and try and 
<laughs> get the banker stats up for the end of the year. Sneak a value into the banker slot for for one week. No, no, one one of five. I'm just just locking it right in. This is a game they should win it, but you know I'll have the safety net of the draw as well. Well, you two can then play about your one to fives. I'm going to come straight in with a four to nine shot. Um, I, I really like Liverpool to beat Spurs uh, this weekend. Uh, title chasing. Both, I mean, both teams need wins. That's 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 why you're getting Liverpool at a much larger price than than they would have in this spot. Tottenham need to win to get into the Champions League spots. Liverpool need to win to continue their chase of Man City throughout the thing, throughout the whole season. Um, Liverpool at Anfield have. There's only been three results that haven't been wins for them in their last 26 games. Uh, that was a 3-3 draw win Benfica, a 1-0 loss to Inter that didn't mean anything, and a 0-0 draw with Arsenal in there. Um, the last three times this game's been played has been 2-1 to Liverpool at Anfield. Uh, I, I could see that score being uh, similar again. The last time this was played at Spurs, it was two each, um, but Robertson gets sent off after scoring a goal, um, and it was a, a, a kind of an odd game that finished. Um Liverpool have dominated this fixture in the past. I expect them to do so again. They didn't have too tough a game um, on paper this week. Again, football's not played in paper. They were 2-0 down at halftime and really had to go all in the stops. And I think that's what the bookies have got for them here as well. So I think that you're not going to get Liverpool at a better price to beat a Tottenham team that in their last five away games have a 0-0 draw with Brentford and a... 3-2 loss to Man United and I'm quite comfortable with uh, Liverpool being better than them so um, Liverpool to win 4-9 uh, 5-11 chop around you can get good prices there uh, I expect that to be a Saturday night party for us Dave yeah so I've got the uh, bankerist of all bankers and that's uh, it's Bristol Rovers versus Scunthorpe in the uh, in League 2 uh, Saturday three o'clock and Bristol Rovers are one to six now. They were one wow. to five, and they're now one to six. They're actually one to seven on Paddy Power. Drop it out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brist- Bristol Rovers in fourth at the minute, level on points with Northampton, who are in third, and it's the top three that will go up automatically from League Two. Uh, so Bristol really need the win. And hope Northampton lose to have a chance of going up automatically. Uh, Bristol have only lost two in the last 12, uh, winning eight, drawing twice. Uh, Scunthorpe in 24th, already relegated. They've only won four games all season. They have a minus 54 goal difference. Uh, <laughs> they've not won since the 8th of February, lost 11, drawing five. Bristol have also won uh, the last two meetings that they've played against uh, Scunthorpe. So I think I, I imagine this will be paid out quite early, hopefully. If you're, I looked, uh, you I looked at this game and then just shut it because of the odds, and that was at one to five. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's a great. I mean, Scunthorpe are so bad; like they're just yeah. awful. If you wanted the safety net of a draw, Dave. Can you guess yeah. what odds the double chances? About uh, uh, one to ten. One to... one to forty. One to forty. Yeah, for Bristol Rovers or draw on Bet365 right now. <laughs> one to forty. That would be the bankeriest of all bankers. <laughs> That's John Walker over 0.5 goal kicks territory. 
that, I mean, that, you probably as well just betting on the game taking place. Surely there's less. There's that, that maybe one to thirty three. Like maybe there's a freak weather event. Like that's <laughs> one to forty. Incredible. Well, if you combine um, the the three bankers there, Liverpool, Bristol Rovers, and a double chance bet on Kawasaki Frontale, the odds are zero point nine nine to one. So pretty much even money for that treble. It's not bad for the treble. Yeah. Not bad for the treble because you know they, they're they should be certs. Um, well, yours and mine should be certs, Dave. Gordo's <laughs> taking a, a larger odd shot, more speculative this week, but I do like his reasoning, and I think Liverpool will win. On to the value picks. I am staying in Japan, uh, but this game starts slightly later, seven a.m. on Saturday morning for the Yokohama F Marinos against Nagoya Grampus Eight. Um, so it's last season's runners up, Yokohama. Uh, they've started well again. They're fourth in the table uh, through 10 matches with 18 points. Nagoya have started reasonably poorly with only 11 points from 11 games, and they've got a minus three goal difference. So, you know, it, not great for them. They would have definitely hoped for better. Uh, they're also struggling right now. They've only taken three points from their last five matches, and they're the worst team in the league away from home. They've only picked up two points from from a possible 15 points on the road this season. So struggling away from home, struggling in the league in general against a team that's going to be a title contender and you can get Yokohama at home here at odds of 10 to 11 and I think that's really, really good. So 10 to 11 for the Yokohama F Marinos. Happy with that. I mean, I'll take you to Andy Stade and he's in similar the same country for his first two. I'm going to whisk you away to Sweden for mine uh, for the perfect game if you want to click the form table because uh, they're five games in. It's exactly the same as the league. Um, so it's... Uh, <laughs> I really like the Super Etan, uh, which is Swedish <laughs> second division. Uh, and I really like Braj to beat Orgright after... Uh, Orgright. Orgright. We're back. We're back with a bang. Some leagues are closing off. I'm looking at... Uh, this is a league that's just kicking off for us. Um so yeah, this is the second division. This is the Swedish second division. Um, but as you're currently in third, they've taken 10 points in their first five games. Um, so there's some really positive results in there as well. Um, beating teams that have been relegated out of the top division. Uh, Orgright are the worst team in the league. They have one point from their first five games, scoring seven, seven and conceding 12. Um, I, I, you know, they, they've, they've lost in every way they've lost handsomely they've lost by one goal there's no rhyme or reason to their losses thus far uh, the theme is that they've, they've lost five you know they haven't been very good over their first five games um, you can get Braj at even money at home um, I don't think again this is a, a league that, that, that bookmakers have much interest in um, no early payout no No early I don't think you're going to get early payout on it or anything um, however I'm, I'm pretty confident on, on Braj winning this game um, uh, as I revisit Sweden, um, as the as some as some uh, sunset, others are rising around the world, and the Swedish league is is one that's rising. So, Dave, what have you got in value? Uh, so I'm standing uh, League Two again at uh, three pm on Saturday, and it's uh, Mansfield against Forest Green, and I like Mansfield here uh, six to five. So Mansfield are in fifth at the moment, seventy six points which leaves them one point beyond Bristol and Northampton. So, again, for automatic promotion, they could, they've could they got a chance of getting automatic if Bristol and Northampton lost, but more likely it'll be a, 
playoff place for them. But um, so Forest Green are in second. They, there is a chance they could still win the league, but they should have had the league wrapped up ages ago. They've only won one in the last six games, Forest Green. Uh, the last last week to Harrogate, 3-1. Uh, they got beat by Swindon, 2-1. Drew 0-0 with Bristol. They lost 4-0 to Barrow. The only team they've beaten in the last six games is Oldham. And mm-hmm. we could have put the team together and beat Oldham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, also, M- Mansfield. Mansfield have got the second, uh, the joint second best home form in the league. Whereas Forest Green have the second best away form. But Forest Green have only won one away game in the last nine. Whereas... Mansfield have only lost one home game in the last 16, uh, winning 13 of them. So I'm, I, I just don't fancy Forest Green to um, be that bothered about this game. I think they'll just be happy that they've got promotion. I don't think they'll be too fussed about winning the league. Whereas Mansfield, great at home and they need the points to go for automatic and to secure playoffs. So. It's good. I mean, Mansfield have been one that you've mentioned Pretty, pretty consistently for the year. For, uh, yeah, so uh, good pick, Dave. Uh, I, I look forward to it coming in. So I see you come F Marinos. Braga? 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 B-R-A-G-E. Yes. If anyone's using the search function to find it. Um, so you come F Marinos, Braga and Mansfield. And if you fancy they treble on that, 7.58 to 1, which is pretty tasty, pretty big. I'll have a, I'll have a shot at that. And now on to the outsiders for this week, where we try and find something that the bookies have priced up as an underdog for all you guys that like the bigger prices that are available out there in games. So we bit speculative, but things that we think, despite the big odds, might have a decent shout coming in. Um, I'm staying in Japan. All my picks are in Japan this week. They're all on Saturday morning as well, but this is a late kickoff. Um, by late, I mean 8am as opposed to the 6 and 7am's of the other games uh, for Sapporo versus Kyoto Sanga. Uh, Kyoto Sanga are one of the newly promoted teams to the J-League. They've started this season really well. Um, they're 7th in the table, 16 points from 11 matches. Sapporo are not far behind. Uh, they've got 14 points from their 11 games. Um, Kyoto have been really good on the road, actually. Nine points from five away matches, which is very good for a newly promoted team. They've they've taken to travelling life in the, the J1 league really well. Both teams are in good form. Um, eight points from the last five games each. I think this is just going to be a close match. Both teams drew midweek. Sapporo 0-0 at Gambozaka and Kyoto Sanga 0-0 away at Nagoya. Um, so I like the big price of 5-2 to two for another draw here considering how well-matched both these teams are and how similar they seem to be at the start of the season. So Sapporo versus Kyoto Sanga, a draw at 5-2. to two. And I see Gordon smirking, and I don't know For bad and match draws, you've picked a lot of draws lately. Are you saying, yeah, I, I don't like really backing draws, but in this league, there are teams that, that play for draws. Avispa Fukuoka being one and Kyoto Sanga sort of being the other. Um it's going to be a tight game, you know, and the fact that the fact is five to two, it's just, it's just a good price. I, I we're think we're laughing at was we were just talking about that while, and when your connection died at one point during this, we were just with a section on that. I mean, it's like, it's a league that I feel Craig Levine would do well managing in. Um, yeah, for, for the right team. Yeah. 
just just hammer out a draw. Um, yeah, well, good luck on the draws. I, I love a draw, so I will be back in it anyway. Um, I'd be happy with a draw in my game because I'm taking a double chance. So for my outsider, I am backing against Malmo again. Uh, but I am going with a double chance this time. Uh, they are paying Mialbi. This is the Alsvenskan, so this is the next league up. Now, Alsvenskan versus Superetan. Superetan sounds better, doesn't it? It's not. It's the league below. <laughs> um, so Alsvenskan's the top Swedish league. Um, this is Malmo versus Mialbi, and I really like um, Mialbi in here to to get something out of this game. They, they started last season terribly, but finished mid-table because the back end of their season was incredible. They just went on a run where they, they didn't lose a game for 14 games um, and they had lots of wins and lots of draws in there. Malmo haven't started particularly well. You know, they, they haven't scored many goals. Um, they're right beside each other in the league uh, thus far after the seven games that have been played. Um, uh, six games that have been played. This is the seventh. Mialbe uh, are 13 points. Malmo are on 12 points. Um the difference being that these teams, I think, there isn't the same level of intensity uh, when Mialbi play versus Hammerby. Uh, we were watching this the other, uh, I was watching that game the other week. Um, Mialbi have got some really, really good players that they got halfway through last season um, and they had to because otherwise they were going to get relegated. And larger, them, larger players. Larger players, much, much larger. Um I just think Mialbi can get something out of this game. The last two times they've played away at Malmo, um, they've got a win. So the last two results they've had uh, when, they're, when they're playing away have been a 1-0 and a 2-0 win in here. Um, and even before that, there was a couple of draws. So it isn't a game that's favoured uh, the home team at all. Um, and I really like the double chance here. Uh, for, the, for the double chance of the X2 mark, you can get them 15-8. to eight. Um, I, I was tempted, tempted by taking this just straight up at 7-1. to one. Um, But I just felt that it might grind to another nil-nil draw and I'd like to get some value out of that. So uh, my outsider this week is uh, the X2 market on Malmo versus Mialbi. And uh, you can get it at 15-8. to eight. Dave, which league are you in? Uh, I'm in the uh, Premier League on a Sunday at 2 o'clock. And it's uh, Leicester against Everton. And uh, I like Everton at two to one. Uh, so Everton, I think, at the minute, thirty-two points, but they're only two points off Leeds and Burnley, and they've got game in hand as well, which is against Watford, I think. So you'd fancy them there. But Leicester just solid mid-table on eleventh, forty-two points. But Leicester season all rides on this game against Roma tomorrow. Um, in the um, Europa Conference. And I think if they... I've got a feeling it might go to extra time, penalties maybe, but I, I don't feel like they're going to put out a strong team on Sunday after this game. Because if they win, if they're not Roma out, they're going to be on a massive high. They're going to want to rest players anyway. If they lose, they're not going to care. They're not going to get ready. Yeah. They're going nowhere in the league. Whereas, you know, Everton need the points. They've been, they've been okay in the last few games. Now. They've beat, beat Chelsea, beat United. It's all been at home. To be fair, like, their away form is terrible. Like, they've got the worst away form in the league. But, like I said, with Leicester, I just, I just think they're just mid-table. Not it's all a, a form. Yeah. Um, hopefully, 
the Everton fans will be outside the Leicester Hotel at four o'clock in the morning. So With the fireworks. Yeah, but uh, I, I think Richarlison should be okay as well. There was talk he was going to get a retrospective ban for throwing that flare, which is, to me, it's ridiculous because as far as I'm aware, he threw it between... They're trying to say throw it into the crowd, aren't they? But as far as I'm aware, he threw it in between like the gap. So it didn't like go but anywhere. The concrete bit, you know, where before the seats. It's just it's where yeah. you would put something that someone's thrown off the pitch. Yeah, it just sort of been nothing to me. But it, I, I think if anything was going to come of it, it, it would have come now. So I think he'll be fine. But yeah, I, I like him here at two to one. I mean, it's, t- it's tough to stomach thinking. About I know Everton back in Everton but... is just hard to do yeah. uh, this season, but I like your reasoning, um, and it'll form part of my. Uh, I'll back that as a trick, so you only need two outsiders. Both of you have uh, both of you have backed Everton this season. I think uh, Everton won both times you backed them to lose. Sorry, so. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully now you can back them on another winning week. Good luck to you, Dave. As I say, hope it comes in because I'll be back in the three as a tricksy. Um, straight up as a treble. So so Everton a draw in Sapporo versus Kyoto Sanga. And uh, Johan Mialbe to take points off Malmo. <laughs> <laughs> Good outsider pick that. Uh, the three combined to 26.56 to one. Um, and uh, five or tricks, they can return you 275 quid if, if all three come in. Obviously, there'll be something back if we get two out of the three. So reasonably confident, some good outsider picks in there. They're the main picks for the show. Now on to the charity treble, which will be Gordon's turn to back. Not because I did anything spectacular last week, but because we both lost. So therefore it switches. Um, Hopefully I can get us off to a good start. I'm presuming because I'm still in the J-League on a very early Saturday morning that my pick will be first uh, for Hiroshima versus the Kashima Antlers. And the Antlers have just been great this year. Uh, At the beginning of the season, I tipped them as... um, possible league champions at nine to one and they're currently all alone at the top of the league by five whole points with 25 points through 11 games they're top of the five game form table they're top of the league's away game table with a perfect 12 points from four away matches scoring nine times only conceding the once um i've been saying it for the last few weeks now if you're getting offered even money or better for an Antlers win against anyone in the league that isn't Kawasaki or Yokohama F Marinos just take it just say, you know, it's going to be a positive equity play over the course of this season. Better than even money against someone that isn't a title contender, back the Antlers. And you're getting them here at 7-5, to five, which I think is, is is really, really big away against Hiroshima. Um, obviously, they're not going to win every single game, but I think there's a good chance they win this one. Um, and the fact they're better than even money, I really like the price. Thanks, one. I mean, uh, between me and you, we'll, we'll have two even money picks in this one because mine's vastly underneath that. So, I'll, or are you I'll are you sight bagging again, like you did last week? And it didn't work out well last week. I, at least I at least I lost with pride last week, a thirteen to ten shot. I mean, you just you just give me a, you just give me a wee shout when your banker comes in, son. <laughs> um, the uh, this game for me. Is right at the end of a season as opposed to the start, and it is a game that comes with a lot of pressure for both teams. Um, this is French League Two, and this is AC Ajaccio away at Grenoble. Um, this game means nothing to Grenoble, but has a huge uh, 
incentive for AC Ajaccio to win. They're currently second in the league and five points behind Toulouse. Toulouse could have wrapped up the league uh, yesterday, but didn't lost to like relegation fodder Rode. And now there's five points between them, two games left, and they play each other on the last game of the season. So depending on what happens this game, it could be a title decider on the final day between these two teams. So quite exciting stuff in France here. They've both got mid-table fodder to play this week. Uh, um, Toulouse play against Nîmes uh, and Ajaccio play against Grenoble. I think Ajaccio are going to win this game because they want to be involved in that that final day. Um, they also need to win it because the team behind them could still sneak that uh, promotion place off them. Um, so there's incentive not just to compete for the league, but to, to stay in the automatic spots. Um, and you'll get them at 7-11 to 11 to do so. Grenoble's home form is nothing to write home about. Uh, they've drawn three, won one and lost one in their last five games. Um doesn't really matter at this point and at the end of the season this is much more about the away team and their challenge for taking the title so I like them here uh, you get them at the short short odds of 5-7 uh, to seven or 7-11 to 11. thankfully because Andy's got a nice 7-5 shot in there I can have some of that and uh, bring that a wee bit closer to even 11-8 to eight, actually the antlers are just now at 3-6-5 so even, even better there we go better so, oh, close to three to one if we if we double them up. So so it is balancing out around even money each. Excited for that game, uh, and excited to see what Dave has in the charity spot. What you got to to round us off, Dave? Uh, so I'm in the uh, National League at three o'clock on Saturday. Good traditional UK kickoff time. No, he's talking about the League of National, mate. It's, he's <laughs> just not pronounced it right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, FC Halifax against Aldershot. And uh, Halifax are 13 to 20 here. Uh, Halifax sitting third, 83 points. Aldershot 20th with 42 points. Halifax have a small chance of winning the league. They're five points behind Stockport with uh, six points to play for, so there's two games left. And they actually play Stockport in the last game of the season. But more realistically, Halifax need the win to uh, keep up third. The two points beyond Wrexham in second. Now, the way the playoff situation works in the National League is second and third go straight into the playoff semi-finals, and fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh are in the quarters. So fourth will play seventh, fifth will play sixth. The winner of those then plays second and third. Uh, so Halifax also top of the own form table took fifty-two points from twenty-one. Uh, Aldershot 13th in the away form table took taking 25 from 21 Aldershot nothing to play for they can't get relegated um, also Halifax haven't lost to Aldershot since 2018 and they've won the last three meetings and they've also won out of the last nine home games so hopefully it should be a nice easy win for Halifax to uh, round it off yeah I'd be, I'd be content with that that's uh Anything to anything to get this charity charity treble in. That's uh no. So Andy, what does it come out at for us? Comes out at 5.46 to 1. So not bad at all. £54.60 profit. So £64.60 um to a charity next week if we can get all three in. Which, you know, it's got a decent shout. Just need those Kashima antlers to win early, and then I think we're we're on this straight and narrow. 
because you know that's the that's the over even money long odd shot and then we've got a couple of certainties from you two in behind or or should should be certainties wonderful um i'm just trying to price up the uh mega. the big the mega <laughs> uh and and they've taken the bristol um the Bristol game off the odds just now, so I'm, I'm struggling to find to, to price up the mega, but we'll stick it in the Facebook group. Um, the what the Bristol what wasn't the t- adding what, much to it, was it? One to six. <laughs> <laughs> that double chance at one to 40 just to lock it right in. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll uh, I'll post the screenshot of the 12 fold because I was back the 12 fold just in case one day we'll hit um, a perfect 12 of 12. We have come close before. Um, and hey, that's a good uh, reminder that we do have a Facebook group. So search Trample Bet Podcast in Facebook and just ask to join the group. And there's a good community there. A couple of hundred people are talking back and forth about their picks for the weekend, what they fancy, um, whether they particularly like any of the picks that they've heard on the show and if they're including them in their, their weekend coupons. And there's a whole lot of sport discussed as well. There's uh, rugby fans, hockey fans, wrestling fans. Um, there's something for everyone in there. So, so do join the community and be a part of it and a reminder that we have a patreon channel so patreon.com forward slash trample bet or download the patreon app trample bet podcast six pounds a month um and it really helps us out you get all the extra content and the picks written down for you gordon dave thank you so much i know it's late to accommodate my very busy diary just now i really do appreciate it i mean watching the guardians is is I'm sure that's why it was late, wasn't it? You were trying to get the full game in before you arrived. Now. I think, um, there's a double header today. They're still playing. They've got two games against the San Diego Padres. Um, they lost the first one, so we'll see. We'll see what they do second time around. Um, against Mackenzie Gore, who is very very good, um, top pitching prospect, finally getting a crack in the rotation at the Padres, and he is performing very well. Uh, so yeah, excited, excited to see that. But excited for our football picks this weekend. I think we've got a good slate, um, and I look forward to your write-up, Dave, um, which will will stick in Patreon and the Facebook group of your other picks and how you think um, the various lower leagues in England will come to a conclusion and what will be a very exciting final day. Nice one, Gordon, Dave. Thank you very much, uh, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We shall catch you next week. Happy hunting. Bye. The Trample Bet Podcast is produced by Andy Vaughn, Gordon McLarnan, and Gary Black, part of the Sport Social Podcast Network. Find the next show you'll love at sport-social.co.uk. Sport Social Podcast Network.